everyone, and welcome to another episode of FAM, Friends in Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast about magic and the gathering. My name is Bill Grennan, everyone calls me Brasky, and today I am joined, as always, by the mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, Lady of the Crease, Nicole Callahan, and Inextrad, Nick Price. What is up, FAM? I'm ready. <laughs> hey, howdy, hey. I'm ready. I know, you're all ready. See, usually I count them down into the podcast, but I have a rambunctious group of podcasts today. So I just started the podcast right on a whim, and now I made them feel like all that awkward. You know that awkward feeling when you walk into a room and there's already a discussion going on, you feel like you're interrupting it? I made all three of them feel that in one fell swoop. It's true. It's nope. only awkward because you're making it awkward, Brasky. I'm, I'm used to it, Brasky. People start conversations all the time when I'm not in mm-hmm. the room. Mm-hmm. Like the, That's yeah. right. I wasn't ready, but I work well (laughs) under pressure. (laughs) Exactly. I knew I could count on Nicole, all right? But the second I just throw that curveball. Wait, that's not fair. Nicole's the one who said she wasn't ready. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Nick and I communicated effectively with you through many forms of communication that we were ready. Like any good podcast host, all right? I ignore what my co-hosts tell me. I do what I think they can, all right? I I just throw stuff at them if I think they're ready for it. I don't listen a lick. I just do my own thing and jump off. That's what really good podcast hosts do, right? Exactly. It's totally fine. Perfect. How many podcast podcast hosts did you poll to get that response? Uh, really? Let me let me look at the count here. Hold on. I get, there's three pages to this whole thing. There's 27. <laughs> I know it's been a while. It's been a while, and I, we've had to work through a lot of things, but that's okay. I mean, in this amount of time before the podcast, we were talking about the new Law and Order SVU podcast that we're going to start. <laughs> Which means there's, that there's, there's no way know, of knowing whose idea that was. Yeah, right. Never, ever, ever. If it could be Caroline's or Caroline's, it's mostly just like we're, we're basically now just going to create these podcasts, hoping that eventually a secret layer well, of that subject matter is going to come out. More importantly, we do the without Nick, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Nick. Nick shows up as a guest host, like in like season two of that podcast, and then he stays on as a regular. And then much like Munch, he shows up at all the other podcasts, right? That's what <laughs> that's what Nick's going to do for this whole thing. Perfect. Love Which, it. I mean, name name a podcast that you randomly enjoy. He's going to show up in it at some point. It's like, hey, remember Serial? Here comes Nick. Like he shows up in it. <laughs> you love it's fine. I, I, I have prior podcast recording commitments. Mm. I get it. I, I I understand. But your commitments are to us right now, and your commitments are to the listeners of this amazing podcast, which we love to do for all the folks that are out there. And we also love to talk about what it is that we're doing in the world of Magic the Gathering, or maybe otherwise. Who knows? You know, rotation's coming up. Who knows what we've been up to right now? But we will talk about a lot of the big announcements that have been happening in the world of Magic the Gathering. But before we get to that, I want to know how everyone's week in Magic was wasn't. Yeah. It, that that's totally fine as well. Nicole, how was your week in magic? My, my my I'm one of the wasn'ts. It was very quiet. My 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 life in magic has been very quiet lately because of, you know, the lack of competitive play happening. Big so move. I you know <laughs> you know, a lot of tournament organizers kind of toning things down. Haven't heard much from Star City lately or things like that. And looking forward to the arena open in a couple weeks. So that is my next like target. And besides that, just kinda Trying to figure out historic now, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's a lot of fuzzy wuzzy wasn'ts, I think is what a lot of people are with uh, with Magic right now and with a lot of, you know, toned down TOs on top of it. There's just, especially for anyone who just enjoys that competitive part of the game, it's, just, it's not there right now. I, I know that a lot of people are talking about, like, it's because there's no 
OP and, and organized play and that kind of stuff. But like at the same time, like I don't think it's just organized play. It's like I think everyone's just ready to be like they need <laughs> rotation, they need something different. Like we're all just like come. It feels like senior itis in Magic: The Gathering form. Would so you it's say like that, the would title you say that we're is ready. Everyone's ready. I think is that is that. Did we circle back already? Oh my gosh, we came full circle and we're only four minutes into this podcast. (laughs) Wow, seems like we're just kind of great. Yeah, this is amazing. So is this it? We just go. I think this is it. I think this is the episode, y'all. That's the show. All right, thanks everybody for joining in. I we I want to find out what we're going to be doing later on this week and where people can find you doing it because we're already ready, already, (laughs) already ready. So speaking of who's ready already to do some things already, Nick, how was your weekend? Um, one sec. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me set, let, let me set the, let me set the tone for the audience. At this point, oh. Nick gets, Nick gets really close to the microphone. He wants you to come close, listener. He wants you to put your ears right up to those car speakers while you're driving. He wants you. Don't do that. Don't do that. He wants you to press your headphones into the sides of your head with your palms and listen to what he has to say. Here's Nick. Caroline, Nicole, please mute. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Dear Diary, it's been about 12 weeks since I've fallen out of love with magic. I've tried everything. (sighs) I played all the cubes on Modo. I played a bunch of shady third party tournament organizer tournaments. I even sh- Caroline. I'm laughing at God. a different. <laughs> I even shaved my head just to feel something. I don't know what that <laughs> has to do with magic, but it didn't work. Um, I played the mox opens over the weekend. Spent a hundred dollars on that. <sighs> Went four one. Then I lost three straight. Then the next day, opened the crap pool. Oh one dropped. That's just how it is sometimes. Maybe I'll shave my beard too next. I've been playing BGs. There's a new patch out. I love it. I'm pretty bad at it, but I'm getting better. Here's for a better tomorrow. Thank you. I don't want to wait for my young pyromancer to oh show up in Pioneer. Where's my OP? Da, 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 da. There you go. I don't want to wait. Oh, Nick, yeah. that was. I actually did mute. So. <laughs> wait, but I think Nick meant deafen for what it's worth. <laughs> No, I, I meant I meant mute, so like we, we couldn't hear you laughing. Oh, I thought you meant to say shut up. I, I thought you meant that I could, like, you didn't want me to hear you, like, do your confessional. I thought we were doing some sort of like reality show thing. No, no, we're no like, it's fine. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> also, are you saying I ruined the, ruined the vibe of your <laughs> No, 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 it's fine. Okay, give me, give me one, give me one more sec. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Oh. Yeah. Go ahead. Dear diary, <laughs> I tried to do a bit. Caroline ruined it. We'll try again next week. Thank you. Nick, now this helps me because next time around I'm going to show up and instead of asking you how your week has been, I'm just going to come up being like last week on a very special Nick's diary. And then you're just going to talk. Like, Can we get perfect. like a sad piano in the back? Oh God, yes. Like that's, it's either sad piano or just whatever was playing in any WB show in the 90s. Like that's all that's going to happen. Like it's perfect. Done and done. Well, that's certainly magic related. I love every part of that. Yes. Caroline, how was your week? 
my week, <clears throat> specifically speaking, my week. Speaking of magic related. Okay, I do. I have a small question. <laughs> so far, we've done two weeks in magic, and I guess Nick did actually play magic. So ne- never mind. I take it back. Um, I too did not play magic. Um, not out of protest or any sort of emotional journey, mostly because I was just out of town. Um, I was hanging out with, I was actually hanging out with a lot of magic related people, not a lot, but some cool magic related people. Um, and mostly I just spent my weekend eating like my entire Saturday and Sunday were just mapped around different restaurants that I wanted to go to (laughs) and different people that we invite, like that we met at these mostly breakfast places, but that was kind of it. It was mostly food, more food and some gambling. But. I mean, it's 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 fitting that with Throne of Eldraine rotating out, you're really embracing all the food tokens right now. Like you, that's, oh, that's yeah. what you're focused on is that archetype is the food archetype. Like that's all about, all that's about just smart. Food. Yeah, that's just smart prep for rotation. Like that's that's exactly what it should be. Absolutely. I did for me in my week. It was it was a lot of you know I, I tried engaging in hundred card historic brawl like because that's a lot of fun usually when you're playing with certain people, but it just doesn't, it doesn't scratch the same itch that I think a lot of people, I can understand why people like it, but as someone who's been playing weekly commander games now that we're all vaccinated and that kind of thing, it does not scratch that itch anymore. However, I will say that I have started to now because that's where I'm at right now is just waiting for rotation and other things because I'm also ready is I've now finally assembled uh, another pun deck uh, in commander for, (gasps) which is fantastic. Um, it is a, it is an Esper control deck that handles what my opponents are doing that features nothing but vehicles or vehicles in the card art, most specifically either airships or sea ships, right? (laughs) So putting both those things together, handling what my opponents are doing, throwing a bunch of vehicles at them. It's a lot of ships or it has ships on the artwork. The title of the deck is shipping and handling. And... (laughs) Skeleton ship is the commander. It serves no purpose other than just to give me Esper colors. And there is just, it it produces such amazing groans when people figure out what I'm doing and I describe it to them that that's the real victory, right? That's the real victory. It's not exactly, you know, the fact that I died first. It's the fact that I, I felt like I got to my opponents first. That's what I did. Did you die first because of the deck name? Yeah, I forgot to put enough (laughs) tokens in to give myself enough, like, you know, ways to crew. So turns out you have to crew with vehicles. Who thought? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I've now figured out how I'm going to tweak the deck, but that's okay. That's fine. That's what learning is all about. You get better at the game every single day, even when you forget <laughs> how mechanics work. That's totally fine too. The other thing I did is I have a friend. So in, in another life, I do a lot of like performing arts stuff. I work in the theater. I work in all that kind of stuff. I posted to a local Magic the Gathering Facebook group Basically, I was getting rid of a bunch of my bulk from standard sets of the past couple of years, and I, I donated it to a school group of like you know of kids that could use it and that kind of stuff. But when I posted, one of my friends who I didn't realize was in that group, who I've done a lot of theater with, all of a sudden messaged me and just goes, wait, you play Magic too? No way. And he invited me to go over to his place with a bunch of his friends that I don't know, and he bought a box of AFR and wanted to do a sealed. So oh, we cool. did a sealed. And it was a lot of fun. Here's the thing, though. It gave me that it gave me that insight into an actual, like, real, like, true, like, casual magic because all these people know how to play the game. They enjoy the game. They do not read up on it. They do not keep up to date with all the things around it. They just enjoy playing it when it comes around, and that's it. 
I asked my friend, what kind, like, should I bring, do you have sleeves? Should I bring my own? And he goes, oh, no, no, we don't use sleeves around here. <laughs> I go, you're kidding me. Like both impressed and also a little minorly horrified. And we played <laughs> sealed because he keeps all of the cards. He never plans on selling his collection. And we were talking like hand shuffle, like bending, scratched up shuffle, like like all of parts of the deck. And I can see, like for all of the listeners at home, I have now seen all three of my co-hosts like physically <laughs> wince at me saying that, right? I think it's the hand motion, actually. Yeah, like, it was the, the bridge. Thumbs, like the, the, the bridge and then, bending. yep, yep. Oh and it was goodness. a lot of that, right? But uh, it was, it was, and so we <laughs> played a sealed, even in that instance of like people, none of these people have really done a lot of research into AFR. And guess what? And guess what? Six out of however many of the, like it was two, four, six. There were seven of them. Was it? No, there were six of them. Five of the six, because there was one that was not. Five of the six were black red. And this was like with no research onto what's good and what's not. And they all ended up in black red. And that's when I knew it's like, my God, this is a really imbalanced limited format. <laughs> like that was amazing. But it was fun. How did the one do? He did. He he had some stories. He dragged <laughs> games out. He played blue. Bless his heart. Like they they like he he did not finish dead last. Um, but he he was like second to last. The one person that did finish last was the one who like played black red. But his curve was like his curve was not slowly build up and then go back down. His was like start low and finish high. It was sitting there. It was just being like all these six and seven drops and we got to work with them on how to build the deck properly. But it, the thing was, is that it was a blast. It was hanging out with a bunch of new people, playing sealed with a bunch of different folks. And it, it's it's weird when people look to you and you're supposed to be the knowledgeable one in the game in the room. And that is not who I am in most rooms that I'm in in the world of Magic the Gathering. Like if I'm sitting anywhere in the arc like Discord or if I'm talking with any of you, like... I'm I'm on the low end of of magic knowledge, right? And when I walk into a different room where I'm on the high end of magic knowledge, that lets me know there's a whole cornucopia of how people engage with Magic the Gathering out there, right? A cornucopia. Right? It's 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 it was it was very interesting to see and it was a lot of fun and it provided me perspective of the game in that way. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fantastic. So now I'm prepared to like act all, you know, hot shit walking into my next sealed where I'm like it's like, oh, I ended up in, you know, I ended up like hanging out with Nicole and maybe Jim shows up. We're going to play some Sealed and I get my butt absolutely handed to me. Oh, I was hearing the song like Walking on Sunshine in my head. <laughs> like, I'm walking on sunshine, yeah. playing Sealed and just playing that and then just get my ass. And then my ass is kicked and then just takes me out, right? That's what would happen to me. That was my week in Magic was doing, was doing a lot of that, which was fun. It was I got to play paper. I got to play unprotected magic, uh, which is, you know, a dicey thing to say the least. But uh, I don't think I ever want to do that again. <laughs> the looks on your faces. Brasky, I think, I think you, you brought up a really interesting point when you said that it was a cornucopia mm -hmm. of ways to, you know, to engage with the game. Because I think today's main topic will also contain a lot of coping. <laughs> <laughs> but, but nick will there be corn <laughs> hmm. i mean there could be there could be at the very least the jokes will be corny because we've already gotten there well i don't know i heard there was some planning and scheming about some corny jokes when i came in the call earlier 
Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it had to do with shipping and handling. Maybe not. We don't know where we'll go with it. You know, all of that wonderful stuff. But there is a lot of wonderful stuff, depending on who you're talking to, in the world of Magic the Gathering, because that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today was kind of unpacking a lot of that kind of Magic Showcase 2021 event. Uh, there was a lot of things announced by it. There was a lot of, you know, sets, products, thoughts about some things coming up in tabletop, even if the tabletop things announced weren't the things that certain tabletop people wanted to hear what was happening on their tabletop. But, but by there's the way, a lot of other pieces. Yes. The Magic Showcase, not to be confused with the Magic Online Champions Showcase, which or is also a the magic silver showcase. showcase or yes. the silver showcase yeah, from yeah. 2018 or 19 or whatever. You make a good point because when I typed in magic showcase, I also just like I almost put showcase showdown and which made me think of a showdown, which made me think of, wait, is this a competitive event? No, this was the actual announcements of things. Announcements of announcements. Which brings us to our first topic, event branding and magic, the gathering. No, that's not that's not <laughs> what our first topic is, but it's. There's a lot that went on in the showcase. There's a lot of things to kind of unpack about what happened in that showcase. Things from secret layers that were already announced and up and going to like, uh, you know, sneak previews of the Innistrad sets, which will start previews probably in the next couple of days. So you'll you'll get some input from us on that at some point. Then you had some in-person play things like there's commander parties and store championships. There's challenger decks. Oh, and- Commander oh, parties when Sam Party plays Commander. Yes, yeah, <laughs> okay. it is command. It's Commander Party is actually what it's called, and wow, what did, it is. You get like royalties wait, from that. Can Sam be my mm-hmm. Commander? Is that yes. how it works? So Sam like... Party is your Commander, and oh, by that wow. is, he physically stands on the table in your command zone. <laughs> you know that That's he would do he that too. That's the thing. Oh, he totally would. Um, you but tell him. Then I might him, actually win. Yeah, you tell him what colors he is in that spot. <laughs> You give him some flavor text, like on a post-it note, and just stick it to him, like, you know, like maybe with like a clothespin as well. And then he has to physically act out the action, like when he gets He, he would also the do that, too. Yeah, right? Like, Sam Pardee, when he ETBs, he says, sup, dudes, and smacks your deck around all over the place. Like, that's, that is a thing. I need to know what Sam's flavor text would be. I'll give you time to think about it. I don't uh, know if you want to ask him. I'll, but... uh, I'll do some research and get back to us next week. I can already okay. tell you. I mean, I can already tell you my idea of Sam of, of Sam's flavor text. Like all it says is, I want you to picture this in italics with ellipses before and after. Looks like this party's over. Right back and write that one down. All right, that's that's what that. Does he put on sunscreen? His sunglasses? No, he puts on sunscreen because that's what you said first. <laughs> You, you put, I meant sunglasses, like from like the. No, you put one sunscreen <laughs> counter on Sam Party, and that provides him from protection from white. <laughs> Specifically, provides him with indestructible from Heliod the Sun Crown. No, okay. I was thinking like the like like CSI sunglasses. <laughs> no, no, we we can't afford we can't we afford the SD rights to the. Who? What's, what's uh, no, no that's a different show. Oh, yeah, okay. Friend, I don't watch friends in, Yeah, that's Friends in CSI. We, won't, we oh. won't need to get into that one. Right yeah, now. you're not invited to that one. Sorry. Yeah, oh. we can't. We can't. I don't afford. know either of them. I was just going to sit here and smile. That's okay. So. I mean, we can't. We can't afford any of that kind of advertising budget that CBS has. <laughs> Stay tuned though for Friends in, in CIS CSI. <laughs> Y'all, do we? Are we going to do any magicking? Yes, because we'll go from Friends in that to Friends in. I 
MH, which is Innistrad Midnight Hunt, and IMCV, which is Innistrad Crimson Vale. That's what we got from this thing. So we, I guess, should we, shall we unpack these kind of announcement by announcement, or are there specific things that folks want to talk about, about what they saw in the showcase, and or specifically what they didn't see in the showcase? What are some things that we want to talk about there? My guess from the show notes is that there's two lines of pink, two lines of blue, three lines of purple, and 14 lines of red. So, Brasky... Sounds like you're driving the ship on this one. Sure, sure. So, um, to take a page <laughs> out of to take, handling. Yep. Call back. Yep. To take yeah. to take yeah, I got, oh, oh, I got it. Take got it. I was going to take a page out of Inextrad's dear diary. I watched the showcase. Actually, I can't I can't pull it off for as long as we did. Here's the thing. A lot was announced at at, at the showcase, right? And a lot was I would I would venture to say a lot of it was for players like me as a casual player who enjoys playing different competitive formats sometimes, who tries to do well in the formats that I do play, but also I do not engage with the game at its highest level, right? I don't engage with the game in a super competitive way. When I do play competitive uh, events and competitive formats, I approach them in the guise of, I'm just lucky, I'm, I'm happy. Not in the negative, like, I'm just happy to be here, I'm going to do bad, but it's like, whatever I do well at, fantastic, right? I don't get disappointed if I go show up to a competitive event and go, you know, one four and drop right it's like well hey i won one that said a lot of the pieces of this of this spot the it, the announcement felt like it was for me and there was parts of it that seemed exciting and a lot of fun but there was also there was also a lot of parts where i was like man they announced a lot there is a lot of stuff there's a lot of product there's a lot of things that they're talking about and i'm already exhausted by it mm. And yeah. I was already exhausted to be, I was already exhausted when I showed up looking to be reinvigorated. <laughs> Instead of being reinvigorated, I was just a little bit more exhausted, but in mm -hmm. a, I felt positive about being exhausted. That, that was, it's like, boy, I feel great that I'm so exhausted now. As opposed to being like, oh my God, please just give me something. Then they gave me a bunch of stuff and I said, I'm so exhausted by what you gave me. Like Aww. that's, that's kind of what I, what I felt about this. But my, I guess I, what I will do is to be, to be optimistic Otis here is I will talk about the one thing that I really did like, and that was actually Pioneer Challenger decks. Because I've played Standard, I have played Sealed and Limited, I have played Historic Digitally uh, in that way, but I am someone who, as, as am a relatively newcomer to the game in the last like four years, I can never fathom playing a format older than Standard. Like Modern, I look at Modern and I go, how the hell will I ever afford to put one of those decks together? And now I can actually see a challenger deck that's put together that I can upgrade as time goes on that is a format that is older than standard. And that kind of excites me because that maybe that means I can go to an FNM somewhere. Maybe that means I can find a Pioneer game around someplace. And maybe that means that I can also find the Pioneer deck that I like and then upgrade it as I go and put something together that I really enjoy where I don't need 16 fetch lands in the damn thing. That's something that like low key was my favorite part of the entire spot was Aww. I really wish I want to see more challenger decks for more formats so that I could jump into those formats and feel comfortable. I don't know how monetarily that would look like if there was ever a modern challenger deck, like obviously it would have to be maybe a little bit more expensive. Like I would spend a hundred dollars on a challenger deck that monetarily had the value of like a commander deck where you pay 40 bucks, but you're getting 120 bucks worth of, you know, quote unquote, value in that way. Uh, they did try that. <clears throat> they did try a modern deck. It was a black, white, 
buff deck. I don't even remember. It was, it was a black white tokens deck with like, I think like lingering souls and, and stuff like and that. And it had like all fetch land. Yeah, it had Inquisition of Kozilek, which I think was pretty mm-hmm. expensive at the time. It, was it, it was it varying... just that one deck? Um, was, yeah, there was one yeah, modern event. Just one. Mm. They just tried it because so so sorry to to bring you like full circle or all the way back in time. They yeah. actually used to release every standard set. It used to be something called standard event decks, mm-hmm. and there used to be four of them. Well, I guess it depended on the, the set, but like I remember four of them. I remember the ones for Ravnica had like Shocklands in them, so they were a big deal. Uh, and then they got rid of those because it got kind of difficult. They have to submit the like list kind of well before any of the format kind of developed. So they always seemed either like not at all on the mark because maybe with their future future league they were off or they just seemed like behind the times. So in general, they've cut them. They, they tried them a couple years ago. There was a Hazaret one, I think, that came out. Um, so they, they've, this is not a new concept. It's just the first time it's made it to Pioneer. Um, mm. And it's nice. The Pioneer ones are nice because there's still movement in Pioneer, but it's it seems to be a little bit less than normal. Yeah. So yeah. it seems good think, for them. I think my thing is that is is that same thing. It's like give me give me an introduction to modern and or those other formats in that same way. Where, where yes, I understand the most expensive stuff is not going to be that. Like yeah, give me a scape shift deck where I can I can understand that there's going to be no Renin Six Misty Rainforest Chalice of the Void. Like mm-hmm. I get that right, but still like that that in and of itself cuts maybe 75% of the deck's price out and it's still a workable deck in some ways. That's the kind of thing I was, that I was kind of heartened by the pioneer challenger decks was cool. This to me is an accessible way to engage with a new format. And that's what I kind of, what I kind of liked about it. That's what I loved about that spot. I was product fatigue on one spot. It was introductions to new formats in another spot. And then me wondering what the hell the street fighter cards are going to be because I will, I will buy them. I'm sorry. I'm going to. So why do you it, even care what they are? You just be like. <laughs> it's because like I, me, I'm curious. I'm like, okay, if I was going to design Chung Lee, it's obviously like, as they said, it has multi kicker. So they were going to put that in there. Right. If I was like, if I was, if I was, what's it called? If I was uh Blanca that made electricity, maybe he's a storm deck. Maybe he's basically just Raul, you know, but he just looks like Blanca, like that kind of thing. I'm also really glad that the Fortnite, universes beyond thing was reprints otherwise twitter would still be exploding to this day (laughs) that that was that was my my thought on those pieces and the last thing for me is uh commander legends making another set it's dnd themed from my friends in my play group who are dnd players that also play magic the biggest complaint they had about this about adventures in the forgotten realms from a commander perspective is that you could not make decks you could not embrace what some of these decks wanted to do the dice rolling deck the the dungeon deck all of those things they had pieces but none of them were good enough to bring to a table now there's an, going to be an entire set embracing those mechanics that i think work really well in a multiplayer format and i'm glad that it's in a commander legends format and not in a standard or or otherwise you know in a standard set like that so i thought that was very cool i thought there was a lot of other pieces to it but for once actually not for once for the seventh time I've talked too much. What did you guys think of some of the showcase things and what you were, you were talking about it, whether that be what you, what you wanted to hear or didn't hear, or we're kind of so, so in hearing from there. Um, I, I, I'm going to dance around the elephant in the room. So that can be someone else's topic. Um, I was overall, I honestly didn't watch 
religiously. I was doing some other stuff at the same time. Um, so I don't know. I just saw some new sets, some cool things like the pioneer challenge deck is actually the one thing I highlighted. Like I wrote a message that was like, Oh, this seems cool. So that's the one thing I really paid attention to. Um, it didn't really seem to be, to meet kind of, they've done these kind of announcements before, but I think that they haven't done them at such high level production value. And so they don't usually give as much lead up for them, which I think has positive and negatives. And I think in this case, the negative was more that I, because it was had so much lead up, I thought it was going to be bigger than just the typical quarter three announcement for quarter one to four next year, which is a normal announcement that they make every year. They just don't normally make it in a studio like that. So they don't normally plan that far ahead. I mean, they might actually be planning far ahead, but like they don't tell all of us that far ahead. So that kind of threw me off because I thought it was going to be something bigger than that typical thing that they that they normally do. So that kind of, yeah, that was my like initial reaction, but nothing bad. It was like still fun to listen to. Yeah, it was like it was like an iPhone announcement, but in magic form where it's like something big is coming this September. I'm like, yeah, it's it's an it's a new iPhone. No. Things are gonna change like you've never seen before. Yeah, it's an it's an iPhone, right? Get ready. This is your invite. Show up September fourth. Oh my god, I better be there. I better be there. You show up, guess what? We're changing the paradigm with a new iPhone. God dang it. Come on. <laughs> it, was an, it was that kind of thing. It's like Mom, I new, told them it was gonna be a new like, iPhone. God. We have that at home. I uh, it was it was that same thing though. It's like it's this big, huge production. It was, yeah, here's all the new stuff that's going to be coming out in the next year. Oh, cool. Anything else? No, but it just looked really awesome. Yes, it did. Congratulations. I thought it would be more, or I thought there'd be something else there. Nick, what, what were you kind of, what were you expecting? And what was your experience of what other people were expecting? Yeah. So, okay. Personally, I, I didn't actually watch um, the showcase because I had work at that time and I just couldn't do it. But I, I made it a point to read about every every product every announcement after and i did also make it a point to go through twitter's reaction to it and i was just extremely confused and i, I do want to hear you know what, what, what y'all have to say about this but i'm very surprised that people thought this would be anything more than the you know than the q3 announcement it, it, to me maybe i'm wrong there was no indication to me that there would be any announcements about op and i think this is the elephant in the room that caroline was talking about like <laughs> like since 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 wizards of the coast kind of gutted or you know deleted or erased organized play for next year um the assumption was that a they were working on some maybe something to replace it and b that we'd hear about it soon enough and i think when people when watsi announced this showcase people automatically thought that an OP announcement would be part of it, which I understand maybe coming to that conclusion because like people do want to hear announcements on OP, but really like this type of announcement, you know, like the showcase type announcement has never been about OP. It's always been for players like, like you, Brasky, who want to hear about the upcoming products. And I think it's also weird to say that they talk too much about the products and not enough about other issues, because I think that the product announcements should be for everyone, right? Like I, I, I want to play competitive magic next year, but I'm also excited to find out what sets I can expect to play on. Like what, what planes will we visit? Like that, that stuff is super exciting to me. So I just think that 
I also think that the issue is that on Twitter, there's a lot of it, it's like competitive players are overrepresented on Twitter. So, you know, the Twitter hive mind is going to go on about how they're expecting the OP announcement. And it's going to become a feedback loop that people are going to be like, yes, we're going to hear about OP. We better hear about OP. I'll be really disappointed if we don't hear about OP. And then we didn't hear about OP. But what these like really noisy competitive players on Twitter don't realize is that is that we are far, far outnumbered by people who are just excited about magic products. And I think that the announcement actually did a good job hitting different segments of that population of people, right? We got the Pioneer Challenge decks. We got like super sweet art and, you know, concept announcements about the upcoming sets next year. We even got the new Unset, which is not something I expected, but, you know, that's something I'm really excited to have. So, yeah, I mean, all in all, like, I actually think it was fine. Like, I, I think, it, you know, I Nick, I, I will agree with you on that one, that what I saw was I saw some reactions to it. That could not believe there was no announcement of, of organized play, even though we technically still have a whole year of organized play before we jump into another spot. But it was they there was a lot of they hoped and wished and, and, and projected or anything else of just being like, I want this to happen. And if it doesn't, I'm going to be so mad about it. I'm like, there was no inkling that there would be. You, most times when there are organized play announcements or things of that nature, they announce the announcements. They say, hey, we have a big announcement about organized play coming soon. Like that kind of thing that comes up there. Also, from someone who works in an industry that plans events sometimes three years in advance, we do not, and I've never worked in any capacity where we have announced some of these events this far out because so much changes, so much shifts. And as much as I love my friends who engage with the competitive game when it comes to competitive Twitter, the competitive magic Twitter, because they were like, so many were just sitting there saying, Oh, I, couldn't you just give us something? Just anything? I said, yeah, they could give you something. And then you would complain about that one thing for months <laughs> until they came and said, okay, well, we're going to change that thing that you don't like. And then they would go back to the drawing board and start over again and all that kind of stuff. And I understand iteration and shifting and making things better. But that was the only thing I could find from it is that so many people were like, just give us anything. I'm like, I wouldn't give anybody anything at this point, especially if you're a year and a half away when you can still in a closed system figure out a system that's actually going to work devoid of any legacy and grandfathered in stuff and anything else. If you announce anything right now, even if it's the smallest, tiniest thing, it'll be nitpicked into the death of itself and you're going to abandon it almost right away. That was my thought being... I'm a natural contrarian anyway. Like I'm the natural to be like, well, if you're just going to do this, well, of course you're going to do the worst thing ever. That's not kind of where I, I want to go with it. But I could understand if you were going into that event, looking for announcements about organized play, knowing how far away you were from it, you were going to end up disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Although there weren't, I mean, there were organized play announcements, just not competitive organized play announcements in that way. There was things like commander party and store championships coming back was like the big, was like their, their kind of spot about that is that there's going to be store championships starting, I think in December and, and there's going to be really cool promos. Like you can get a foil promo collected company and worm coil engine. And just for even being there, you get an Arbor elf and all that kind of stuff goes into it. So there is, there were some organized play pieces about it, but those were the pieces that you could announce where no one would really be mad at it. Right. Store championships coming back. Cool. That's great. Hey, we're going to do commander parties. Interesting. Let's see what happens. We're going to participate in a narrative while playing commander. If they said, here's a new competitive tier structure that we're kind of thinking about, that gets dissected into a whole whole nother thing <laughs> on top of that. I mean, one, one more thing. Like, we're also like, 
the pandemic is really bad right now. And I think that any comprehensive announcement about OPI would, would not even be solid, right? Like they would definitely have to adjust based on the numbers. And yeah, I just think, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, like Nicole, what do you think? Oh, I, I totally agree. Cause like you gotta realize that it's, you know, magic is played all over the world. So it's not only, you know, the situation like I live in New York is different than the people that are playing in California, people are playing in Texas, people playing in Canada, you know, people playing in the Philippines, you know, it's all, all over the world. So, um, you know, things have to be assessed. And they're, Wizards isn't going to make this whole production about all of these awesome things that they're going to do and then just be like, sorry, you know, the uh, organized play people, we're not going to have anything for you this time around. They're not even going to recognize it. They're not going to acknowledge it. They're just going to make their awesome announcements, which I actually, I thought that they were, it, everything for the most part was a net positive um, for, for all of their announcements, but they're not going to say all these awesome things and then like break the bad news. Like right before this announcement happened, the, uh, I was very sad because I've been looking forward to that Netflix Magic the Gathering movie thing. And the mm -hmm. Russo brothers backed out of because of creative differences. I was like, no, oh, that can't be good because that... the Russo brothers are great. So if there's creative differences, I'm not thrilled. <laughs> oh. yeah, I'm a little nervous. Went, this went from Marvel, like from like Marvel capacity to maybe yeah. like the Assassin's Creed movie. Like, I don't know <laughs> no, no. this is going to end up. <laughs> and apparently Gideon is the main character. So... That's you mean Superman? Question, yeah. I was like, hey, come oh, on. Hottie no. Brandon Routh is going to be, be I, Gideon, right? Yeah. I looked yeah, at, at Brandon's uh, IMDb record, and he's been in like six shows that I love, so I was on uh, board. All right. Brandon? I, I'll take your word for it. I, yeah. I haven't looked into it. I just heard about the, he's always the a bad guy, Brothers though. thing. Isn't oh. Brandon, but isn't that, so wait, cl back clarify for me if I'm wrong. <laughs> the Netflix series is an animated series. There was also going to be a movie? Or no, is this an animated it's, movie? It's, it's, whatever. He's just the voice. It's, yeah. Sure. Then it's an animated movie. I, I thought it was a movie. I don't know. Gotcha. Whatever it is. The series. The Netflix then I, thing. But I will say, I heard Brandon Routh speak, and I'm like, where have I heard that dude before? Oh, he's Rao. He's Rao in MTG Arena. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He did oh, he say is? that. What? Yeah. yeah. He said that so, in, his, in his video. Because That's just bog. That, the way that. he talked about it, he was like, he was like, hi, I'm normal Brandon Routh. Also, I do some voices in MTG Arena. And he was so smug. I'm like, who has that kind of a smug mother? It's Routh. Like that kind of thing. Because whenever Ralph shows up, he's like, all right, let's do something this way. Wow, I can't like, believe you yep. recognized who it was. That's mm -hmm. cool. I was like, I was like, where have I heard that punchable voice before? Not in his oh, IMDb Ralzer. record, FYI. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, uh, I will say like, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that kind of spot. The one thing I do want to know, like I genuinely want to know, is the fact that you have, you have Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, which, okay, Blade Runner, the thing you have streets of new capenna which is chicago mob boss meets magic you have dominaria united celebrating the 30th anniversary of the game and then you have the brothers war which feels like the russo brothers designed a magic set <laughs> but between those four things between those four new standard sets and new designs and everything else that goes along with it what was the one that like piqued your interest or that caught your eye that like i'm kind of excited about this nicole i can see you already have like this big grin on your face <laughs> well actually i'm just still excited about pumpkins i the innistrad set so <laughs> 
I'm really easy to please. Why didn't they just call it that? Innistrad pumpkins. <laughs> it's a token-based set. Everything makes werewolves, pumpkin tokens. Yep. Vampires or pumpkins? Is pumpkin? Can that? Is that a creature type? I don't know. Is is gourd? It would be a food token. Uh, there are like food tokens, but yeah, exactly, exactly. Nick, what? Nick, if you had a set that was coming up in 2022, like what was it? What was an aesthetic that you were like, "That's awesome! I want to, I want to, I can't wait to see what that's going to be." Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty excited for for a new Capenna because I'm I'm really interested to see just how much they ripped off Bioshock. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know if y'all saw saw like that tweet, but like, I mean, the, the joke the joke is that the new Capenna is like it has an Art Deco aesthetic, like based on the art and the you know the logo, and like obviously so, some Magic player is just gonna be like, yep, this set just ripped off another game that is Art Deco inspired without actually like understanding how things can be influenced by other things without like cop- being copies of them, right? You say that now, but then they're going to be like, here's our new keyword, splice. And you're just like, <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> uh, magic players. Magic players. I swear to God. I think, I think though, that there would be, like, somebody's going to, like, there will be a card that harkens to Bioshock at some point from, from Nuka Pena, where it's, it's going to be a sorcery where you influence other players called Would You Kindly. You know, something like that will show up. Like, that would be pretty fun. I enjoy and would dig that. But, yeah, no, I actually didn't put two and two together of the whole Bioshock thing. And then you said that, and then I looked at the piece of artwork that was up there, and I went, Mother of God. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. it's it's also just, like, very great Gatsby-ish, right? Like, you know, yep. that, that whole style. Like, I love that. Very, so I'm very if, excited. If, if, if Gatsby was a planeswalker, okay. who would it be? An affluent, sort of aloof... Oh. Jace, like, come on, like, <laughs> like Jace, Jace Gatsby adept. Is that what we're doing with that? Yeah, one? like Jay Gatsby was just like the ultimate kind of like simp, you know, like rich kid simp. Oh, with, with, with like with like huge insecurities. I don't know. Uh, oh, please, my. please give me Jace Gatsby, and then like yeah, Zelda, Jace Gatsby, Zelda, and Zelda's Vraska. It's just Vraska yeah, yeah, Fitzgerald. Yeah. Like that's uh-huh, what it is. Uh-huh. Perfect. Yeah, that's what we need right there. Vraska okay. Fitzgerald. I think no, we're just we're we're really getting into our our literary parts of these things. C- Caroline, excuse me. <laughs> from the new sets that you saw, what's the one that you thought would be the coolest, or one that you're looking forward to the most? Uh, I think just the Dominaria one. I like when we go back to where I've been. I know Dominaria doesn't really count because it's like we're kind of always there. I don't know, but it, it's fun. Yeah, I I think that that's a really fun one too. The thing I like about it between that and the Brothers War is that. And you can kind of see this from what Rosewater talked about, which that's a whole other thing since we've done the last podcast was Mark Rosewater's like what we've learned in the past year of like magic, that kind of stuff was there was a lot of dissonance between sets and there wasn't a lot of unification. And it doesn't necessarily mean like, hey, we're going back to block sets or anything, but it is telling that the Brothers More is coming after Dominaria United. And both of those things are basically the exact same font, different color. Like that was a description of those things, right? So maybe that means like, even though we weren't going to have block uh, constructed in that way, that there'll be some shared mechanics. There'll be some harkenbacks to some other things. That's that's what I'm interested in on that kind of thing. 
Makes Nicole, sense. what's what, what's what when you look at the four things that are coming up as well? Is there any other thoughts that you have between like Dominary and the Brothers War? Or, or none of us have mentioned Kamigawa, so apparently all of us hated Kamigawa. What? No, I I thought that was the one that we were collectively no. most excited no, about. We so all we understood. Yeah. We no, all I, hate Kamigawa. We didn't right. talk about it. We didn't. Yeah, I was. I thought everyone else was going to say it, so I said something different. Yeah, it's like, it's like Kamigawa is 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 going to be insane. I'm so excited for it. I'm actually not excited for Kamigawa. Who are I, you? I, Everybody oh, deferred to Nicole to spicy. take over Kamigawa, and she's like, I don't know. I, I, so don't invite me onto the cast that week or something. Here's the thing then, oh, no. Nicole. What what was it about Kamigawa that didn't do it for you? But what was it about the others that did? I don't, I don't know. I'm just like the whole time travel shifty thing and robots and I just don't I don't know I, I I'm just not looking forward to it I, I'm a little like I'm more a little like worried because I feel like they might just ruin Kamigawa does that make sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it, it's not that I dislike Kamigawa I just feel like they might ruin Kamigawa like what are they gonna because like, because we've seen <laughs> we've seen cyberpunk things look great and not be so great when they show up so there's that that kind of like hesitancy about it, but it is it is interesting that it's going to be this kind of Blade Runner the magic set kind of Where piece to it. I right? think the set could be awesome, but I also think the set could be terrible. So like I feel like high ceiling, low floor is where I'm at there. I like that. I like that. I, I think as well. It's also the uh, I'm interested to see like what ancestors from two thousand years ago are now in the Kamigawa set that will harken back to the original Kamigawa set. Yes. Or oh. even if there's something else that kind of goes along with it, right? There, there's going to be something there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Like there's going to be someone who shows up. It's like, oh yeah, this this makes a lot more sense than I thought it did. Or oh, this person, even if their name isn't the same, like there's something in the artwork that harkens back to some piece from Kamigawa when it came out. Which correct me if I'm wrong, Kamigawa, like in terms of competitive play over the years, was was not a very powerful set. Was it? Was it not? Uh. It has like arguably like one of the best cards of of all time, right? Like GT. Was that Sensei's or Umazawa's GT? Yeah, and also Top, which was you know, it has it has some standouts for sure. Please, dear God, let's just that that's my hope for. Here's what I hope will happen. Here's what will happen: Kawangawa Neon Dynasty. Sensei's Divining Top gets reprinted at Uncommon. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. But it's, That's not going to happen. What is going to happen is, is like Super Cyberpunk Top at Mythic that is essentially a $1,000 card when it comes super out. Super Cyberpunk. Okay. It's going to, first of all, it's going to be called Sensei's Divining iPhone, okay? And <laughs> we're, 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 we're 2,000 years in the future, Brasky. <laughs> That's it. It's just gonna be. It's gonna be some top that has all of these mechanic, like you know, cool digital things that happen to it. It's like you know, it's it's its own planeswalker, but it's an inanimate yeah, object. Like, but you plus one it and go to this website, and it's gonna tell you what to do. Umezawa's laser gun, like you know, it, it, like all, all, the, all that. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, and it, like Kami Cam- of the North Cell Tower. <laughs> Yeah. Is it going to be like, isn't there an arena card that casts like 12 different cards at random or something? Yeah. Honden like of unlimited Wi-Fi. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. This, this, Wizards this call totally us. Sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is amazing. Everything about this just makes total sense now. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I can't wait for, yeah. It's like. And we, you know, we can't, so- we can't forget the headliner, right? Like, uh, that which was torrented, you know, like. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
that which was torrented. <laughs> I'd see. Okay, Nicholas. Nick. If, Nick, if you're this good at it, if you're this good at it, like, mm-hmm. what is the, what is the cyberpunk equivalent of footsteps of Goriel? Uh, yeah, go. uh, Gorio's OnlyFans paper trail. Dang it! <laughs> He's so good. Oh my god, Nick! <laughs> although, although now that I think about footsteps of Gorio, like arcane sorceries, arcane instance, maybe arcane makes a comeback. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, what what big things gonna come back? That's a that's a that's a speculation for another time because we will probably talk about rotation and things that we are so glad to leave and come back and what happens later on. But We're for so now, close. I think, yeah. What's that? It's so close. It's so close. We're so right we're, there. We're already, we're ready. We're already ready already. We're already ready for already. the rotation. Day. I'm ready. You want to see it? Yep. We are. I'm ready. <laughs> well, boy, we are. But that is what we're doing. And we're also ready to wrap up this episode because this was a are fantastic we? discussion about all those pieces. I think we are ready to do that. Unless we have anyone else that like has a manifesto or a diary entry. They want to make anyone, anyone speak now or forever. Hold your diary piece. Uh, no, I, I share that with a different podcast. Gotcha. Fantastic. That's a good point. Nicole, anything on your end? I got, I got nothing for you. Fantastic. Nick, we'll <laughs> set up that bonus episode for an hour and a half for you. So you can just keep on pontificating to yourself. That's fine. Don't worry. All right. Pontificating. <laughs> But that's going to do it for us for this episode. And of course, you can always find out a lot of awesome things about my co-host and where you can find him doing stuff magic and non-magic related, which is what I always like to know. Where can people find you around the Internet? Nicole, where can people find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Lady of the Crease. Fantastic. Caroline, how about you? You can find me on Twitter at Mighty Linguini, M-I-G-H-T-Y-L-I-N. G-U-I-N-E. You can find me on Instagram at The Mighty Linguini, and you can find me on twitch.tv slash The Mighty Linguini. I stream on Wednesdays, and I always have a magic guest, but we don't often play magic. <laughs> don't always, don't often. Let's be honest here. We are Storybrook Brawl is a thing. SVB gamers. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick, how about you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at inextradmtg. Um, that's all darn right you can tell that we're all just that's all we're just waiting we're waiting and we're ready oh, for something folks. else to show up right and of course you can find me on twitter and twitch at brasky 1142 and of course we appreciate all of you listening to us and giving us reviews and subscriptions wherever you can on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on so make sure to leave us a review like subscribe do all of those wonderful things as i say this like it's a youtube thing but it's not it's just dumb podcast but who cares but we really appreciate all the viewership that we've had i've actually yeah. looked and seen the re- the the reviews that we've gotten on places like i on uh, like itunes and and Spotify, and we can see all the reviews that are out there. We see them. We thank you all for them. If you want to leave us a verbal review, we will absolutely mention it on air. But until then, make sure just to look out for when a new episode of Friends and Magic is going to be there. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at fam underscore podcast to know when new episodes are always coming out. And whenever rotation happens, we'll be ready, and we know you'll be ready, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm still ready, but (laughs) bye-bye.